Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and thank you for tuning in to Faith and Family. Today we're continuing our series on common Christian problems, and we're in our second part dealing with pornography, finding pornography freedom. And during the last episode, I happened to mention that the Barna organization, this was back in 2007, conducted a nationwide survey, and it revealed that Catholics, while more likely to recycle, were twice as likely as the general population to view pornography. Since that broadcast, I've been asked why, what in the world could explain Barna's findings? And actually, when I first came across that, um, I was rather shocked. Uh, I reported it. I actually haven't seen it reported by anyone else other than the Family Life Center and the Barna organization. But I had a response when I put a, put out a kind of a, a question, like, what could have caused this? And I have an Orthodox friend who's very respectful towards Catholicism sent me what I thought was a very insightful answer. He said, Steve, Catholics have a strong tendency, not all Catholics, but there's a strong tendency amongst Catholics to have a legalistic approach to the faith. In other words, it's really important to do certain things or to obey certain rules. And of course, that is important, but that can easily get into a form of legalism where the dependence to do the good things that Jesus calls us to do is self-generated good work, self-generated attempts on holiness. And when you do that, there's a tendency to get deeply trapped into the sins of the flesh. In Romans chapter 7, the classic passage on this, St. Paul says, while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions aroused by the law. In other words, having a law-focused, rule-focused, self-generated morality focus apart from God's grace, what you are doing is arousing passions. So, you know, a very sincere, noble effort on behalf of someone, for instance, holding a, a chastity conference or a chastity talk, and focus on doing stuff apart from how you do those things, how that new life is accomplished by the grace of God, you're actually arousing that which you're trying to prohibit. Paul said further in Romans 7, I don't understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want. I want to be a this and that, but I do the very thing I hate. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. Wow, is there a truth in that? And you'd have to be very careful. For instance, the Bible tells us to strive for holiness. But where's the energy for that striving? Is it the little train that could inside me, my willpower? Well, if that's the case, you might chug a certain degree up the hill and you'll come roaring back down for a crash. It's just the way it is. You can't do it according to the Bible. And further, the authors of our catechism, 
Cardinal Ratzinger, Archbishop Schornborn, said this, when the catechism is discussing the obligation to observe the Ten Commandments, now Ten Commandments are the moral law, there must be no doubt about the primacy of grace. Ethical action takes place within the realm of grace. The moral teaching of the Decalogue has its place in the living environment of grace. And then, apart from grace, the precepts of the Decalogue seem to exceed our human capacity. How do you live a moral life in the 21st century? Apart from grace, particularly for young people, is just an utter impossibility. And so we have to be real careful in presenting morality. It's just not a list of do's and don'ts. And again, this might seem very simple, but there's a little bit of profound truth in this simple illustration. My suggestion when you're when you're giving a moral exhortation as a parent to your own children, to teens, to youth groups, to scouts groups, to children in your Catholic classroom, have a grace burger. In other words, your first and main point is the grace of God. God loves us. God provides the Holy Spirit to enable us both to will and to do whatever his will is. That's grace. Then, the meat part, your moral excitation, go ahead and let it rip. But before you have them go out the door and think, wow, it's all up to me now to do this, no, you remind them again about grace. So the bun, both sides, is grace, your moral exhortation in the middle, and, and two to one, people need to hear grace because the kind of the, the natural tendency is to flip to, oh, I've got to do this. And no, Christ in us is the key. One of my favorite verses from the Gospel of John, I love so many verses in the Gospel of John, but John 15 and verse 5, Jesus says, listen to Jesus, apart from me, you can do nothing. And at John 15, is talking about the vine and the branches and the idea is, is that like the sap goes through the vine into the branches to provide the great fruit. Well, that comes by the grace of God and the sacraments. And Jesus was instituting the Eucharist while he was teaching this. So that's a big hint. Uh, it's not just something we do to go to the Eucharist. No, it's something we go and have communion with the living God. He shares his life with us so that we can in turn reflect that life in our nine to five world. Okay. Now, I want to concentrate on some ways we can really help people. And this is going to be a big emphasis of this uh, broadcast. And I'd like to begin with what with what I think could be a tremendous help for Catholic men by the millions, by the tens of millions just in North America who are struggling with the whole concept of trying to get themselves free from pornography. And I think right at the top of the list would be courageous priests playing a critical role in turning the tide against this pornography plague amongst Catholic men. 
I'll give you a concrete example. My good friend, Father John Mulvey, he has now passed away, but when Father Mulvey turned 70 years old, he decided he still had some pretty important ministry work to do, and he established some telephone support groups to Catholic men needing encouragement and advice in overcoming pornography addictions. And he had men all across the United States. I remember I was out west for a Catholic men's conference, and a young dad came up to me, and he looked me right in the eye and said, Steve, I just drove four hours one way so I could look you in the face and say, thank you for recommending Father John Mulvey to me because he saved me, my marriage, and my family. Thank you. So here's a young dad, eight-hour round trip, just to say thank you for this priest who reached out to him for some telephone support. Now, priest hearing me today could do this by telephone support. They could do it in their local communities. But there is so much need for this. I didn't get to Father Mulvey's funeral, but it's my understanding that men came from out of state to his funeral, and some were weeping openly during the funeral for this priest who had reached out to him. Now, notice when I said we need some priests helping out on this. That was a nervous laugh, by the way. We need courageous priests, and I'll tell you why. Because, and I'll just be very upfront with this. I don't want to discourage anybody, but this, is, this isn't the easiest path to walk down as a priest. Many assume Father Mulvey had a past pornography problem. I mean, really? Why in the world would somebody want to reach out and try to help someone with a pornography addiction? I mean, pornography is dirty. It's shameful. Who would do that? Well, besides Father Mulvey, I can think of one who actually reached out and touched lepers publicly and shocked everybody around him. You know what I'm talking about, right? Jesus. It's following the, the footsteps of Jesus to do this. So I'm just warning anybody who tries to help in this area, people are going to think, well, they don't, you just, you know, you're kind of a recovered porn addict, and so now you're trying to help others. Now, as the last broadcast I mentioned, uh, I viewed pornography when I was in the Navy before my conversion and, and during college. And one young priest, this is early on, I was one of the first in the recent time periods, the last few decades, dealing with pornography in Catholic men. So he was writing an article in a journal that went out to priests worldwide. And in the article, he <laughs> didn't bother to check things very carefully or contact me. He said, Steve Wood, recovering sex addict. Now, what am I supposed to do? I wrote the phrase. I said, you know, it would have been nice if you contacted me first. I said, yeah, I looked at pornography. So did about 95% of my college friends and Navy friends. Um, I haven't viewed it in half a century. That's a pretty long time. And I wasn't a recovering sex addict, but what am I supposed to do? Because I happened to see the movie Catch-22 and <laughs> fire off a letter to the editor. I'm just saying... People aren't going to understand why anybody would want to help. This is an area 
of great need for Catholic men and deacons and priests, and I'm going to have some very special uh, resource for training for you so you can actually become uh, skilled in this to help men in a dramatic way. I mean, just think, a man driving eight hours to me, and I wasn't the one helping him. All I did was was recommend Father Mulvey and men flying in from out of state, weeping openly at his funeral because he touched them just the way Jesus touched the leper. And believe me, you will have gratitude. This will be a very rewarding, a very challenging ministry, and people wonder, why in the world are you doing this? Now, while we're talking about priest helping— There is an Orthodox priest. Now, some people say, I can only get help from Catholics. Well, that's fine. I'm I'm speaking at this moment particularly for a deacon, a priest, maybe a scout leader, uh, a school leader, because every Catholic school in America, unless you only have two or three students, has a porn problem. Every Catholic college has a porn problem. In fact, One of the leading Catholic colleges, I heard from a member of the board of directors, the chaplain told him the number one problem on our campus is pornography, the number two problem is pornography, and the number three problem is pornography, and yet nothing openly is going on to help these young men. So this Orthodox priest, Father Hans Jacobsi, has a very unique Christian methodology for helping Christian men uh, ensnared in a pornography addiction. A lot of porn help is by psychologists, and there's nothing wrong with this. I'm not criticizing it, but it's a therapeutic approach. What Father Jacobsi has done is developed a Christian methodology that's really revolving more uh, around things like Christian discipleship, spiritual transformation, an incredibly deep focus on God's grace, coupled with a unique pastoral support. So I've contacted him, and this kind Orthodox priest has agreed to share what he does with Orthodox men. he will, he will help you, or a Catholic deacon, if you really want to help people. This, In fact, I was at an ecumenical uh, conference, and this was a real ecumenical conference, not the phony baloney kind. Um, it was basically a group of very th- uh, thoughtful evangelicals, uh, Orthodox, and Catholics, and this talk was just stunning. In fact, one Catholic leader said it was the best talk he he has ever heard from a priest. It was that good, and I'm going to be sharing with you how you can actually uh, watch that talk, and particularly remember after you get done, you can contact me. I'll put you in touch with Father Jacobsi, and you can learn exactly what he does. So now, Somebody might say, well, well what's, the big, what's the big deal here? What's, what's the problem with Catholics uh, or any Christian looking at a little porn? Well, listen to Jesus, because really what we have is a full-on assault on the spiritual lives of those who are consuming pornography. Jesus said in Matthew 6, the Sermon on the Mount, the eye is the lamp of the body. 
So if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. Okay, so that's good. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you and darkness, how great is that darkness? In other words, it is so critical that you keep the immoral darkness from coming in through your eyes because it has an entire whole body, whole you, whole mind, whole soul effect. It's a life-dominating sin. And it might look like a little harmless thing, but it has immense effects. Now, um, Jesus is just telling it like it is. And this is the strategy being used here to get Christian men, good Christian men, tied up in something that, that will dominate their entire spiritual life. And it's a precarious situation when a Christian's life becomes darkened with a flood of impurities because a porn habit can easily turn into an addiction. We've talked several times through the course of this series on common Christian problems when there's an underlying hurt from uh, abuse, verbal or physical or parental divorce or trauma of some sort in childhood and growing up and whatever relation with peers, all of these things, when pornography is added to that, just like when drugs are added to that or alcohol is added to that, it can easily become an overwhelming addiction to try to dampen that pain. And actually, it does dampen the pain. I don't know, 15 minutes or so, and then there's more guilt and more pain and more discouragement, more depression. So this is a process we want to stop. Now, I want to go through some resources, and a lot of those we've developed here at the Family Life Center because um, we're not a Johnny-come-lately at this. I was dealing with Catholic men, and I ended up coming head-to-head with widespread pornography problems amongst Catholic fathers who were willing to give up their Saturday or portion of their Saturday to come here how to be a better husband and father, and yet were all tied up in the pornography problem. It was overwhelming. I've been in, for instance, uh, one parish, it was a large parish, literally hundreds, hundreds of men responded to a call to get to confession as a result of this thing going on. So this is so widespread, it's, it's, uh, it boggles the mind. And sometimes because it's so widespread, we don't know exactly what to do, so we just kind of like go into shock and don't say anything about it. So let me start with two booklets that I have written. And again, you don't hear me talk a whole lot about our resources here. Uh, this is kind of painful for me. Not, uh, I just don't like promoting stuff, my own stuff or any stuff. I don't think Catholic radio should be an advertisement, but, there, but for the sexual purity of Catholic men and for the sake of Catholic marriages, here I go. Okay. I've written two booklets. One is entitled Breaking Free, subtitled 12 Steps to Sexual Purity for Men. It's a little booklet, uh, right to the point. And I wrote a companion booklet very similar to that. This 
Breaking Free is for Married Men, and a second one, Young Men Breaking Free. Uh, Our theological advisor asked me to write one specifically for young men. It's very similar, but for different age groups. And over 150,000 copies of these have left our door. They have gone all around the world. Some places have translated them into other languages and everything else. Now, these things were written. In fact, all the resources I'm going to mention are, are created and seem to have had the proven ability to change lives. This isn't just information. This isn't just a... Um, slam against using pornography. Yes, it is wrong, and I say it is wrong in these booklets, but go on to try to provide solutions. That's the, that's the big part that seems to be missing. So here's what people have said, uh, and, and this, these were testimonies that came in that were unsolicited, unsolicited. This is for young men breaking free. This is from Dave. This is the most action-oriented booklet that produces real results love it. For Breaking Free, again, this is the married man's edition. As someone in recovery, in other words, someone who's trying to get over an addiction, I highly recommend this to all to keep free. Thanks, exclamation point, Sam. Another one for Breaking Free, right to the point, challenging and real solutions. Thank you, Joseph. Breaking Free is easy to read with great challenges and much hope. Exactly what I need to help those in the confessional. Father David. This is from Joe. Satan uses sin to cripple me. Your 12-step plan is bulletproof. Thank you a million times! Exclamation point. This is from Ed. I found this book in the back of the church and it changed my life. Thank you, Ed. This is from an, someone without a name attached. If you are someone or you know someone struggling with the number one killer of a man's soul, pornography, this step-by-step guide is a first step toward freedom from the chains. And then this one, this is the last. Thanks for throwing me a lifeline. I have been addicted to porn for decades, and it nearly destroyed my family. Thanks for throwing me the lifeline to save my marriage, Bob. And honestly, when I wrote that booklet, I wanted it to be a really good, powerful, to-the-point tool to get guys on this road to recovery. And kind of to my shock, uh, some guys got free just from the booklet. <laughs> I didn't think it had the capability. And so there it is, uh, someone with some funds wanting where a good investment. Um, why not buy 100 copies for your priest who wants to use them in the confessional? We used to send out some free, co- actually thousands of free copies. We're not in a financial position to do so, but you may want to do that for your parish and your youth group. Had a just FYI, a very difficult time getting these into youth groups. Either they don't want to touch the subject, or perhaps some of the leaders don't want to touch the subject. We've done a mailing to all Catholic youth pastors in the past in the United States on the, the Youth Pastors Association or whatever, and got very, very little response. So maybe you can do something locally. You can hear me 
uh, my voice <laughs> and take up the cause. Uh, on our website, dads.org, you go to the store and it basically there's a whole section, Pornography Freedom. There's a number of downloadable CDs. I have testimonies for all these messages that have helped people, uh, helped Catholic men, helped marriages. But on there is a manual for starting a St. Joseph's Freedom Group. In other words, so you don't have to go it alone. How do you set up a group in your parish or in your community so that there can be a mutual support group? And it's these, these have been done, and they're a great way to do it. And I have, I'm holding my hand, a big set. Father John Mulvey had uh, took an advanced counseling degree, and then I had purchased, at the cost of $500, a counselor's toolkit for the diagnosis and treatment of sexual addiction. And it's a DVD course. Uh, back in the day, I think there were like 50-hour credits attached to this if you're working on a master's degree or whatever. But this was the course that Father John Mulvey used. I've gone through it myself. It's excellent for priests, for deacons, if you want a specialist in your parish helping this, a specialist in your school or scout group. The amazing thing, this series, which sold for $499, uh, is now $75. It's just the best. You need to know this type of thing if you're going to get serious about helping people. There's all the training you need. You can be a pioneer with this. And remember I mentioned that Orthodox priest, Father Jacobsi. If you go to the Touchstone Magazine 2018 conference, Touchstone Magazine, the 2018 conference, I believe this is free online, and if it isn't free, it's worth subscribing to Touchstone Magazine for, and Father Jacobsi's talk is pastoring young men into manhood, and specifically how he disciples young men to Christian maturity and freedom from pornography. It was a stunning talk. And uh, it's something that uh, any priest, deacon, Catholic leader can get a hold of and use for others. Now, if you need help getting any of this material, like the Sexual Addiction Counselor's Kit, just email me at askthehost at gmail.com. And if you can remember the episode, this is episode 332 of Faith and Family Radio. I'm your host, Steve Wood. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org.